Today's guest has a new special coming up on Netflix. Uh, she is she's multifaceted, and uh, she's a wonderful storyteller. Uh, she's very entertaining, and um, and I'm happy that she's here with me today. The wonderful Fortune Feemster. Amanda Bond's got a face tattoo. Can we bring that up next? Fortune, thanks for coming in. Hey, Theo, thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's cool. This nice is to really see you. cool. Yeah, it's really sweet of you to come by. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, what, can you bring it up next? Sorry. I just want to see this. I just saw this on the news. Oh. Amanda Bond's got that face hitter right there. Dang, it's not even a good heart. <laughs> is that a heart? It looks it's a like li- it's like a somebody got drunk and yeah, try to make a heart, but it's like kind of a <clears throat> lopsided O. It's like a tattoo a buddy of yours would give you, like in Syracuse or something at a party, <laughs> you know, or in like there's like a Flint, Michigan, basic white person kind of tattoo. I think <laughs> like she a, doesn't look anything like she used to look. Uh uh-uh. uh she um it's so common now with face tattoos it's almost like you know i have this idea sometimes that in the future the layer of like this layer of skin will be uh will wear like a, an actual protective layer of skin in the future because you know? we, the sun will just be murdering all of us oh that's a good reason <laughs> i don't know i think my, i think my thoughts were just that It'll become like an old idea, like, oh, yeah. oh my God, you wore your natural skin? Yeah. What an idiot, you know? <laughs> like, we'll, we'll eventually have like a newer layer because it also seemed like people are on the la- like, people are just like face tatting and just yeah. totally like the old layer. It's like getting all pe- It's like people are just at the end of the road with the old layer. Yeah, the dry skin. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be one of the last people to like have worn our natural skin. We're we'll like snakes, just like, yeah. <laughs> let it all <laughs> shed it all. Like, all right, now for the new one. Yeah. And I think they'll just blow uh-huh. it on almost like with a um like a pressure wash it uh-huh. on or like a uh maybe a tanning bed if you ever go to like one of the stand up ones. I haven't been in the stand up ones. I've never I've been in a tanning bed uh once. Yeah. And uh it's not great. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I went uh in my hometown uh, no, I, I bought like I've a, definitely been, so yeah, no tanning bed shame here. Yeah, no tanning bed shame. But I uh this is obviously not a body that tans easily. This, really? This is a body that burns. Oh yeah. And and this body has not seen the light of day ever. Uh, as much as you know, I'd love to rock a two piece. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not happening. Oh yeah, I'd see you in a two piece. Yeah. Though. So I um in college I bought like a package of uh, four sessions for a tanning oh, yeah. bed or whatever. I went to one and I was like, all right, this is not bad. And the second time I went, um, I got undressed, which you know is a, a feat. Just mm-hmm. getting undressed oh, is, uh, yeah. takes a lot of time. And so, you wear a belt or no? Uh, yeah, I wear a belt. Yeah. And uh, I got into the tanning bed and they hadn't turned it on. And I was like, ugh. And I'm all like, hello, <laughs> hello. No one's like listening because it's like 
Part of it's a tanning bed, the other part's a salon. Because you got to Oh, there's always things. something else. <laughs> tanning bed. Yeah, I used to work at a place called Frozen Options, and we yeah. had uh, smoothies <laughs> and then a fucking bootleg tanning that people got pink eye from the bed. No, but, really? Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Go, so, go, go so on. like, no one's turning it on, and I'm just like sitting there, and it's getting cold, and I'm just like, damn, I got, so I got to put my clothes back on. It's another good 10 minutes. Yeah, it's misery. And uh, I'm like peeping my head back and I'm like, hello, like no one's doing anything. So I just, I had seen her turn it on before. So I just made, I just turned it on and yeah. put, you know, the 10 minutes, whatever. I, I mean, that's probably a lot of stuff. 10 minutes. I think it's 10 minutes Five, regular I don't amount. Know. <laughs> 10 and, is um, a good amount. So I turn it on and I get in the tan bed. I do my thing. I get out and they're all like looking at me. Like they had like looked in the, I don't know, a video or something. Like, mm-hmm. I had tried to get more time. Oh, like you try to sneak a minute? I think they thought <laughs> I tried to sneak a minute. I'm all like, no, I did the the appropriate amount of time that I paid for it, <laughs> but I could never go back after that because they were giving me such a stink eye. Like, I wow. had stolen candy or something. Damn. Oh, yeah. this bitch in here stealing <laughs> fucking stealing hot minutes. Hot minutes. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> I was like, I my body can't even take Extra hot minutes. Yeah. I'm telling you, I just y'all weren't doing your job. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? Yeah. So that was my. I got uh, I got a tan in bed shamed. Did you feel the? Did you feel the tan after? Was it real? Did you get too yeah. much? Did you get? Yeah, I mean, I was like red. Yeah, I mean, I was. I mean, I got as tan as my body pigmentation will allow. Your body only goes just, so tan. Yeah, and then it just turns to freckles. Yeah. So for me, it's like. Straight when to I, cancer goes. <laughs> goes straight cancer. Yeah. And if we ever go out to like a beach or something, I'm that asshole with like a towel all over my body <laughs> where you can just see like this much of my face because yeah. I just I'm like no one expects me to be tan. Yeah. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, you're we're going begging straight kids to cancer. To, you're going. You're begging kids to bury you in the sand. You're like, yes. yeah, yeah, bury me again. <laughs> I'm putting everybody's umbrellas <laughs> over me. I'm like, you don't need that, do you? All right, I got three umbrellas covering me. It's not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I used to love tanning. My mom used to open the windows in our apartment by the. Uh, she would move the dinner table over and open the windows and put a lawn chair right there. And lay oh, there. really? Yeah. <laughs> and she'd have a little bit of beer and get catch some sun right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me see that tattoo one more time, Nick. Do you mind, brother? Um, I guess she got it, huh? Uh, is it permanent? I mean, it looks like some of my nephew. Is it a drew heart? On her. <laughs> Yeah, it looked like a large sock. I think it's a heart. You remember when she, uh, remember she was a childhood star and then she really, mm-hmm. I guess she's, I don't know if she struggled from addiction or she had mental health issues, but she went. Might have been a combo, combo. I don't remember, but I mean, she was known when she was growing up as been very uh, girl next door. You know, she was in all those movies where she played the cutesy, like, yeah. you know, nice yeah. girl. And then she, yeah, she she went deep. She was like tweeting about wanting Drake to murder oh, her pussy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was her words. Well, first of all, we've got enough black crime in America. Okay, I don't think that we need Drake, and I don't think Drake is the guy who's gonna murder the pussy. No, but Drake yeah. seemed like the guy that'll maybe like sneak up on the pussy and tickle it. It might he just you know, you know yeah. get a little romantic with it, but. 
Uh, I think that was the uh, cry for help where everyone's like, oh, no, she's right. in trouble. Yeah, things aren't going well. Things oh, and then going she well. threw a bong out of a window, too, I think, I remember. Oh, really? Oh, there's the Drake. Right, didn't he? Wasn't that the correct term? Oh, it murdered my vagina. Sorry, I made it crasser. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> she's still a lady. Mur- she she was a lady about it. She <laughs> said, murder my vagina. Yeah, that's okay. pretty gangster, actually. <laughs> But I think I had read a story about her like a year ago where she uh, had gotten, she'd gone to get some help. I don't know mm-hmm. if the mental stuff or any sort of addiction. I'm not sure what it was. And she was taking classes at the Fashion Institute oh, wow. in downtown. So she was trying to get, you know. Just do pull, something new. Yeah, pull it together. Do, and maybe yeah. she felt like she didn't want to be a, a celebrity. Uh, oh, yeah, she graduated college oh, she from Fitum. Gra- yeah. Just in June. Fitum. Yeah. I went to fit them. Fit them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what's interesting? Um, there was a story when I was I was working on a dog show one time or a pet show or uh-huh. something. This years ago, and uh, like and you were on the show. It was yeah. I was hosting. It was about pets or something. Uh-huh. Something about animalia. You know. Yeah. And so we went to a dog place. Where they had, where rich people had their dogs go for the day if they were going to be out of town. Yeah, and it's nice in there. They got astroturf and they got fucking magical. You know, they got uh, food from like exotic. You know, like the dogs were having turkey like for they lunch. Had chefs making yes. the dogs food. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like you see a guy in there with a pot and like stirring. Every it. dog's getting CBD oil. <laughs> 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 the guy's got a white glove yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would see dogs. Yeah, one dog was getting uh one dog was getting a dime and put on the, on one of his incisors in his mouth. Like it was fucking and that was little John's dog actually. <laughs> Dude, they said that this is true. They said that little John's dog had been there for a month and that oh, uh really? and he had gotten the top of the line stuff for it. Yeah. So all the dogs had to play in one area and then little John's dog had his own fucking like little hotel yeah, for area. Sure. <laughs> he had a penthouse. Yeah, yeah. He had a penthouse. House. But uh, at That's the place, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the um, but Amanda Bynes' dog had been there for two months. Oh wow! And it was a like a hot. It would look like a slipper that was alive. You know, one of those kind of dogs. You yeah, know, like a big slipper. A big, like a big furry fur slipper, everywhere. yes. Okay. Fur. You didn't know where yeah. the eyes were. You didn't know where the ass was. Yeah. You'd like t- you'd like t- t- give it a treat, and suddenly you'd put the treat in its butt. You know, you were like, yeah. "Where's the face on this thing?" You know. Like, oh my gosh. And but it loved me, dude. It was following me around like a fucking hot Ewok. You oh, know. Oh man. And um, and they're like, "Hey, we'll give it to you for a thousand bucks." You know, oh. it's been here for so long that we, you know, we can't really board it anymore. We're gonna have to give right. it up. Uh, and I thousand had a bucks is pricey for that's at the time it was real pricey for me. Yeah, you know now I might go eight hundred on a fucking Bichon or okay, something. You know? All right, but at the but that, time, but that dog didn't sound like a thousand dollar dog. But it loved me though. Yeah. It kept. It was almost like the parent I never had. Like in the distance, it was every time I turned around, it was like about thirty feet away, yeah. fucking just like kind of little giving sh- you a thumbs up. Yeah, kind of or something. <laughs> yeah, so it could have been an erection coming out of the fur. It could have been a thumb. But yeah, so. Uh, and I and I and I and I said no. And I wish I'd have said yes, honestly, because really? the dog really liked me. Yeah. yeah. But, Do you but have I a dog no. now? I don't, and I've never had a dog. Yeah. That was the closest I ever came was ha- to having mm. a Amanda Bond's dog. And so uh, I wonder what ended up happening to that dog. 
I don't know. Because you see if there's any information about that. Um, (laughs) We're making Nick work today. Can you call? Make some phone calls. (laughs) Yeah. Can you uh, get its tracking number? (laughs) I bet. I bet I can actually send her a DM and ask her. Like what? She probably didn't realize she had a dog. Yeah. Like what? (laughs) Had a dog. I wonder. Reunited with pet dog. She accidentally drenched with. Gasoline. Wait, I didn't smell any gas. Do- on it. Oh wait, my, was that the same dog? There was a picture of it right there. Let's see if we can. She accidentally. That doesn't look like that. That's maybe a different dog, unless that was the dog as a puppy. The Hillmont. Does that look like it, Theo? That looks like it. If it that looks like it. If it had gone had like Nicholas's cage's life, <laughs> like it looks. It had a lot more hair than that when I met it. Well, it said she tried to set fire to it. What? Oh, that's like Adele kind of. This was 2013 that she she was reunited with the pet dog that she almost set fire to. Well, <laughs> it kind of sounds like a dog that I would, that I would meet. Well, she's a beautiful young lady. Yeah. I hope she's doing okay. Maybe I did too. it'd be cool. Maybe we could reach out and even see if she would come on. That would be interesting. You should have her on here. It'd be real interesting, especially yeah. if she struggles with addiction. We have a lot of, uh, you know, I struggle with it, and a lot of other people do. But yeah, I think it could be interesting for her to just share, like, probably what it's been like, because that's the scary mm-hmm. thing about Hollywood. You only know from like articles. You only know when like people are like, you know, the Britney Spears situation where she's got an umbrella and shaved her head. You don't know like yeah. what. Like, what led up to what it? What was the thing? Yeah. Yeah, you never know the truth, really. Is yeah. Anna crazy? And I think it would be interesting to talk to her. I mean, just to find out, like, you know, where things started to go off the rails and how she got it back on track. You know. Yeah. Does she blame like or not blame? But yeah, like I bet it was tough to forgive whatever the things were that were really bugging her. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. That's why I did not become a child star. Yeah. You I, you would have been a good <laughs> one, I think. I don't oh know. Oh my god! You know who you look like. You look like uh, they're gonna say people watching are like she looks like the kid from Bad Santa. I get that every <laughs> oh, no. every time. <laughs> no, dude, so you're I way beat, hotter I than beat, that guy. I beat you to the punch, uh, Nick. There was a video question someone asked, and I had to look at your IMDb. But they were like, "In, it, ba- in Bad Santa, did you actually cut your thumb when you were making see, that?" Santa? People are always like. Uh, they're all like the kid from the Sandlot or the bad Santa kid. Oh no, that's crazy! <laughs> I'm not even offended by it anymore. Oh, yeah. I'm just so used to oh, people asking. I think asking. it's charming. <laughs> oh, it is very charming. I think it's charming. People say that I look like if I wear a blue button up, they say I look like um, who's that woman who was in Sleepless in Seattle? Oh, uh, Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> Meg, <laughs> Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. Yeah. I'll get a Meg Ryan if I... See, look at that. Oh. Yeah, I can see it a little. <laughs> but when I was 10... For... No, you have a cuter nose than for that sure. guy. And he... I got these chubby cheeks. and It's just the hair, I think. And the eyes maybe a little. And the... we're just adorable. Yeah. I mean, both y'all would be... I mean, yeah, you guys... I tried out for... Uh, when I was like 10, oh. they had an open casting call. In... I'm from North Carolina. And mm-hmm. It was in Charlotte. Do uh, you remember that show, Wild and Crazy Kids? It was like a bunch of kids doing like. Was this, it the ones with the pyramid? They were co- looking for the pyramid, trying to win a contest. It was like it was like a it was like a field day almost, like kids competing in different like activities. That yeah, like. Uh, and you went out for it. I, that yeah, I went out for the open casting call at the mall, and uh, you know I had like jelly 
stains on my shirt mm-hmm. from McDonald's breakfast. Oh, and- hell yeah. Dude, when I was young, I used to sneak a couple of those packets and I would slick my fucking hair back oh, with really? them sometimes. Yeah. Because I thought chicks would dig You're it, like, dude. Because yeah. everybody loves jelly. That was my concept, you know? That fucking and jelly sideburn, you Gotta bro. get it. It's free, too. Fucking strawberry that bitch up. And that stuff held your hair so good, dude. <laughs> so many preservatives. It's just like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so the guy, like, you know, they have a producer, like, asking all the kids questions oh yeah and i'm just like so, oh, so fat and just like Aww. such a slob you were uh, slovenly as well yeah back then because you know you're just like a little awkward fat kid yeah. you don't really know any better and uh and he just like looked at me and just, <laughs> just like uh no <laughs> you wrote no on your head <laughs> no <laughs> so that was my first hollywood rejection and uh was there yeah. anything else you tried out for uh oh god what was so funny i you know it was funny i i watched you on uh on road rules, road rules yeah because did uh, you try for real world ever i did i sort of did i was in college because i think we're around the same age and uh i they had a, another open casting thing in raleigh where i was going to school and i was working at a radio station and they gave us like uh f- passes to go to the front of the line or oh whatever. yeah i could imagine that and uh so people have been waiting like you know all night to to meet everybody yeah. they're bonded and every, and i come in all like you know my starbucks like what's, what's up? up everybody what's up so, bad santa <laughs> i don't even know me yet yeah. i'm about to be a star <laughs> and they like hate my guts oh yeah the line hates you <laughs> the line hates and the me. line for those things is always like the most obtuse people it's yeah. like people really trying mm-hmm. it's a lot of this uh, there's always a lot of like I don't know, maybe desperation, I feel like. I don't know. Everyone's like over the top. It's like big personalities. Like I got to make them see me. Right. At the front of the line. Yeah. A lot of times that's what's there. Yeah. Very uh, uh, aggressive. Yeah. uh, And where you're like, whoa. And uh, I just, you know, they pull us all in in groups. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. I remember this. Yeah. Did you you see a tape or something? I'll tell you. No, I'll tell you. I I, I, I never really talked about it, but I'll talk about it. Okay. Um, But, yeah, I want to hear more about your experience. So you go in. It's at a bar. Where is it? It was like, yeah, like a big bar. And uh, and we they put us in groups in a big table. And, you know, of course, they're asking questions like, where's the craziest place you've had sex? And I'm like, I want to say like 1920. And I'm just like, ugh. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I don't even know I'm gay at that point. I was oh, wow. in the closet. And so they were asking all these questions. Everyone's like, you know, well, I fucked once on a washing machine. And everyone's like trying to outdo each other. Yeah. And I'm just like in my head like. Someone's oh. like, I fucked on the back of a senior citizen. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. And I'm just like, well, I can't wait for this group part to be over. So I get my one-on-one interview. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say one word. Oh. I didn't answer one question because it was all so crazy. Yeah, it's people desperately like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm dead. And yeah. you're like, well, you're not dead, dude. I'm a ghost. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and I had no good stories because I was a nerdy-ass 20-year-old who hadn't really lived life. Right. And, uh, and they go, all right, thank you to all of us. And I'm like, what? That's, and that was it. That was it. So I technically auditioned, but I didn't answer one question. <laughs> but dude, what a card to play, though, the silent card. Yeah, they're like, we want her on TV. Yeah. She has nothing to say. And did you still leave, though, thinking, hey, they might reach out to me? Yeah, I'm like, well, they got my contact yeah. information. I have my email address and my, (laughs) because, you know, we didn't really have cell phones uh, at that point. 
And they're like, uh, find me on my Hotmail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hit up my Hotmail. Dulce Grande at Hotmail.com. That was my Hotmail address, Big Sweetie. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> but that was like, I laughed so hard later. Like, knowing what I know now, I'm like, what a dumbass. Yeah. But, I mean, it all worked out. You know, it was not yeah. meant to be for me. Yeah, it wasn't to be for you. Isn't that yeah. interesting, though, how, like, it's like sometimes you'll want something, and you'll think, oh, this is what I want, and mm -hmm. then later you'll realize, oh, I'm so grateful that didn't work out. Yeah. That didn't happen that way because this there was this other plan going on for right. me that was supposed to fit really well. Well, it would have been hard. It would have been hard for someone like me who you know didn't know. Oh, would have been tough. I didn't know so much about myself yet. Yeah. I mean, I I moved to L.A. and still didn't know I was gay. Like I was just a little bit of a late bloomer in that way because I grew up you know in the South in North Carolina where I just didn't know. I didn't have those examples so. That I would have been like, everybody else would have been like, this girl's dumb as shit. Right. Like, we all know, you know, so it wouldn't have been probably oh, a good it would have been all, Yeah, you might have been forced to, to have to like really figure it out before you were ready to figure yeah. it out. Yeah, or that, I'd have been that person that's like, he's cute. Yeah. Where everybody else is like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're banging dudes, but you're the one, you're behind the dude. And it's like, whoa, this is interesting. Like, Stay still. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're moving too much. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to, yeah, I want to hear your how it happened for you, how you ended yeah. up being on that show. Yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, so before, I'll, I'll just you made me think. So if you, so I've never asked a gay person because you that you you're 100 percent gay. 100. percent Okay. So I appreciate you assuming I could have some bisexual. Oh yeah, look, I, yeah, listen, I'm flattered. Oh yeah, dude, bro, I'd watch you fuck one of these fucking whack ass dudes running around. Somebody, somebody on this. Oh, I'd pay two hundred dollars to see you bang out Tony Hinchcliffe over there, dude. To fucking put it on his little ass, bro. She might kill Tony. Yeah, I'll yeah. be the one to kill yeah. Tony. Dude, you know what's crazy is one day someone's gonna walk up and actually kill him. Oh God! And it's gonna be the greatest, saddest, most amazing fucking documentary ever. Um, dude, so if, if do you know like? Because, like, I just wonder sometimes, like, if you looked, when you're thinking back in your life now, so now you're comfortable being yeah. gay, you know, there's no questions inside of you or anything right. like that. Like, do you, can you f f look back to, like, a seed where it's, like, you kind of can, where it makes more sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, once you know, once that, like, cloud is kind of lifted, you look back to your whole life and you're like, oh, my God, there, there, like, so many, so wow. many things. But and and now with everything being like so gay, like people talk about gay stuff all the time. Like yeah, YouTube, you know, everyone's out. Everybody's gay. People aren't even gay or gay. Yeah, and uh, like being gay to some people is like cool, and you're just like, uh, like that, like you don't even know if they're genuinely gay. They're just right. like, well, g gay's fun. I want to be on RuPaul. Uh, yeah, I want to open a bakery, so I'm gonna come out of the closet. You're yeah. like, that has nothing to do, or I'm gonna have a fashion line, so I have to be gay. Yeah, so it's <clears> just, <throat> uh, I I think too part of it is that it, people aren't like uh, conforming to labels now. Everyone's kind of right. what doing their thing, and you know, yeah, I can look back and just be like, oh my god, like this is so obvious from like early on. You know, you just don't know it because. Uh, any you know anyone you kind of any dude I, I assume might be gay, 
like in my hometown would be like, hey, girl, this yeah. is my wife, Pam. Oh, yeah. You always see that too, <laughs> yeah. bro. Yeah. And then she'd try to hold his hand and he'd be like, oh, gross. <laughs> yeah. No. Like <laughs> reprimanding her. Yeah. And uh, so I, I just didn't know, you know. I was like, I didn't see any out gay person. I'm from a small Especially town. women probably. Yeah, I mean, both men and women. I mean, you know, any... They always had a secret dude that worked at the bank that was gay, you know? Yeah, and there was, like, any woman who might I thought might be gay was, like, a librarian yeah. who, like, loved mowing grass. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, man, she's doing a lot of yard work. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... Like, is that perfume? <laughs> like, that's gasoline. <laughs> Spilled some of my legs. <laughs> yeah, so it was just, you know, it was a different time. And so you didn't... You knew what gay was, but you didn't think it could apply to you in any way, right? Because you're like, well, no one else I know is, so I must not it's be so that thing. Interesting, because I, yeah, I just sometimes wonder, like, what does that feel? Like, what is the, like, does it, yeah, like, how does it start to like feel inside of you mm -hmm. where you? It gets to for me. It got to the point where you just couldn't deny it anymore. Oh wow! You know? So there's just so much evidence. Yeah, and it was like I had. Moved out to L.A. and moving to L.A. was a big thing for me because then I was seeing gay people everywhere. No one even batted an eye. You're yeah. just like, oh, it's like, oh, yeah. I mean, for me, I, I felt like so stupid. I was like, look at those people holding hands. Like, it was like, <laughs> I'm like, what am I like born in a barn? It really felt like I was an idiot. Or I was like, whoa. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then like you start to like the L word came out. You start seeing like you're like two chicks hot chicks kissing and you're like wow i i'm feeling things <laughs> okay and then it just sort of bubbles up to the point where you're just like ah. yeah and well, I, i'm gay yeah we're just like i'm gay yeah <laughs> yeah some dude came out of the closet one of my shows one time no, no, really? yeah he was i swear to god he was laughing so hard he's like ah, i'm gay <laughs> fucking just hit him what? yeah and his buddies are like what the fuck patrick you Holy know, cow. have another beer, dude. Calm down. <laughs> I'm fucking gay. <laughs> yeah, bro. He's all like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> dude, that's yeah. so, does it, so if you're, does it feel like, do you, does it feel like if you, does it feel like you get like an erection in your vagina if you're a gay woman? <laughs> no. I mean, when I was watching the L word early on, yeah, you're kind of just like, you're, you're more tingles, I think, than anything. Yeah. You know? Uh, we don't get the the boners to to tell us like that we're excited. Right, it's more like the butterflies and the tingles are just like. So when that starts to happen, could you think back to other times when you're lying, like, oh my god, I got that feeling some, but I had no idea what was going on. Like, yeah, well, I was very intense about uh, certain friends growing up. Yeah, you know, like uh, if I, I I joked one of my very first jokes was uh, like I talked about how I would get so upset if. My, my friend Michelle would go out on a date with a guy and my mom would be like, I don't understand. And I'm like, she's my best friend. <laughs> it's like so intense. You know, you just, ah, ah. <laughs> she's on a date. <laughs> my head's exploding. You're in a car with binoculars <laughs> in the distance. Fucking going on her email. Yeah. I mean, it was like. Hope you're enjoying the date. <laughs> <laughs> You just get so like angsty, you know, because wow. there's all this stuff inside and you don't know what it is. And my, it used to baffle the shit out of my mom. 
she was just like, I don't, like, who cares? Like, she's on a date. I'm like, yeah, but like, we were supposed to go to Chili's together. <laughs> and it's more of that shit. Just that, like, ugh, that, like, teenage, like, but that, like, goes on for longer than it should. Yeah. And yeah, you're just the direction. You're like, yeah, it must seem so bizarre. That's so wild. Because yeah. I would have, like, sort of these, like, intense friendships where it almost felt like you were dating at times like writing each other notes and oh, putting yeah. it on your car stuff you would do with like a boyfriend yeah i was doing that with certain friends and so you get just so emotionally invested in that person that when their straightness continues and a guy comes into the picture you're just like <laughs> it's almost like Combusting. yeah you're malfunctioning <laughs> yeah yeah you're like a r2d2 and he fucking just you've created a real a, a non-reality right and then reality comes oh. and burst that bubble and it, it's, it must be a little hard even though you it must have been oddly heartbreaking almost it, in, in some ways even though you didn't know maybe exactly what was going yeah. on man that would just feel so heartbreaking i feel like i mean i think you know, when I talk to other gay people who had those experiences, I think where the heartbreak comes in is that uh, you're getting told no. Like, even if oh. it's not a verbal no uh, from early on, because there's like something between uh, a closeted gay person. Like, if you and I had met in high school, like, we'd be buddies right away. We'd be high-fiving. I never had sexual chemistry with a dude. It was always, like, we're homies. Right. And uh, and so even if I, – I do find men attractive. So even if I would find a guy attractive, he it would never be reciprocated – because I'm put my body, who I am, is putting out something I can't control. Oh, interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And so you're just getting rejected from the the beginning, right? And so that definitely affects, I think, a lot of gay people. And some people, oh yeah, work man. that work their way through that, where they're like, they build up their self esteem in other ways, right? Some people <clears throat> start drinking a lot when they get to like college and stuff to sort of mask that pain of rejection everybody deals with it in different ways but yeah it's, it's i can yeah, i never really thought about that there must be this in this rejection from like the way that society's kind of built and yeah. just just at least back then especially in younger people better. too because younger people don't even know what they're doing yeah and you know yeah it was just like i like i went to prom and stuff but usually i asked the dude yeah hey, what's up mark <laughs> you want to go to prom he's like don't pat me on the back so hard do not Ow. pat me on the back so hard <laughs> so i just yeah i just didn't have that that typical normal dating i never had a boyfriend yeah you know, i went on a couple dates but oh uh yeah you just kind of like dating dating sort of became like a non-thing right so i became sort of the overachiever like oh i'm gonna be in all the clubs and i'm gonna be president of the student government and i'm gonna make a's and right i'm gonna find other ways to just to express myself yeah that and to get validated oh yeah i had to i had to find validation elsewhere because i wasn't the girl getting flowers on valentine's day yeah i'd be like sheila yeah. You're going to finish those cupcakes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. You just... Somebody buys you a rake. <laughs> You're like, whoa, whoa, that's a unique gift. Yeah, I was like getting flowers from my brother. Like, These are from my brother. <laughs> it's wild because you really are like a, you, you, you also have this whole vibe of like a real beautiful woman, I feel like. Oh, thank you. You know, like you really, uh, 
I don't know. I I don't know why I said that even, but I just yeah, I don't know. I just felt that, but um, well, that was very sweet. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Uh, I don't know. I think I think where I was able to sort of find connections with people, um, it was more of just like being friends with people and being genuinely interested in them. Yeah. And, and having good conversations and I, I had a lot of friends you know and and then I was sort of became the the class clown that sort of made people laugh and stuff so I I did find laughter early on was sort of that bridge that gapped that disconnect with people oh I you see know? what you're saying yeah I can oh I can totally relate to that yeah, yeah. so then all of a sudden people People are looking at you with different a different set of eyes, you know? They're not looking at you as like, oh, there's that, you know, chubby girl that's awkward. They're yeah, looking at like, oh, she's funny. She's funny. She's cool. Yeah. There's some, yeah. Yeah, you create something about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and almost kind of what a neat, so much of our, like, who we are and our validation becomes based on uh, that, like, response we get from the opposite sex. Right, right, yeah. Or, you know, when we're growing up. Yeah. So it's almost kind of neat that if you were able to, like, kind of take that out of your picture, even though Mm -hmm. it probably affected you some, I'm sure, to take that out of your picture and find other ways and just be able to build friendships with people and not have that element be part of it. Yeah. It's almost kind of a weird blessing, it seems like. Yeah, because, I mean, I did see early on, like, people get really wrapped up with men, relationships. Oh, yeah. Like people my, are pregnant even, and shit. Like even my mom, you know, after my folks got divorced, she was so hurt by that and my and my and that rejection from my dad that she spent that next like ten years oh. just all that mattered was finding that man who loved her. And I would see her just get crushed, you know, like cause she put everything into that mm. dude to the point where she was neglecting stuff at home yeah the rest of her life or find another joy yeah yeah and so every, mm. all of her validation was completely there and then when that thing didn't work out she just was on the floor and I, and that definitely had an effect on me where i was just like man i can't i can't do that i can't be like that so there was like yeah. a happy medium you know yeah uh so yeah in a weird way it, it allowed me to stay focused i guess and and put more value in friendships and create a new way to to breach uh, just to a new world. It's almost like you didn't get stuck into this same path because so yeah. many of so many people, mm-hmm. it's like you get into there and everything's based on it. Fucking, you know, Larry looked for every, it's like, does Larry yeah. look at me bet- after science, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I've seen people make career decisions that have changed yeah. the course of their life for a person, yeah. you know, for love that didn't work out. Sometimes it did. And so you just wanted to find like, you wanted to make those decisions when it was the right person in the right time. Right. So I was glad I at least didn't spend my high school, college, early 20s where that was dictating all my decisions and thoughts. Oh, yeah. That dictated all my shit, dude. It was a fucking nightmare, dude. Driving across town just to masturbate. I remember biking across town to find some titty magazines. Just to and masturbate. Stuff. Just so lonely. Yeah. I used to bike five miles to masturbate, dude, on Man. the weekend. It was like the biggest thing I looked forward to. Well, back then you couldn't that you know, porn 
wasn't ex- as accessible. Oh no, you had to now bike you're to just get like, it. Doo, 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 doo. Yeah, now these lazy people. <laughs> yeah, no one's getting their steps in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, if I had a Fitbit on, bro, I was the healthiest fucking masturbator in town. Like, my arms are strong. Yeah, it's throwing my legs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so strong from biking and yeah. masturbating. <laughs> but now you date a lot of hot women. You're basically like the David Spade of a lesbian community. I feel like you get a lot of hot chicks. I've dated some very, very attractive women. Now I'm engaged. Now you're engaged. Now yes. I'm a, um, I'm a spoken for. But we have a question that came in about that. Actually, let's get oh, to okay. it real quick. Have you set a date for your wedding yet? <laughs> she, she's just a matter of fact. <laughs> That's the question. She's very short. Have you sweet. set a date for your wedding yet? <laughs> Um, Maybe her her husband may only be allowing her a certain amount of words. Woman, you've got one question. Make it short. You got nine words, Rhonda. Uh, Rhonda, right? keep it short and sweet. Uh, we have not set a date for our wedding yet. We got engaged like two years ago. Uh, so so we y'all starting been... to twiddle your thumbs over here. What's going on? I'm not even the bride. And I'm like, what the fuck? What's happening? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, well. Uh, she she moved out here. We've been together four and a half years, mm-hmm. and she, uh, the first year was long distance. And then I wanted us to at least live together a year to see if we still liked each other. Oh, that's a good idea. So once we hit the year mark, I want. She made so many sacrifices. She moved from Chicago. She was a kindergarten teacher. Left a job oh, wow. she really loved, and uh, she was working uh, in the inner city Chicago, and just that was her passion. And so she gave up all these things for me. So I felt like I needed to show her earlier because I probably would have maybe waited like another year to get engaged, but I wanted to show her I was serious mm-hmm. about us and appreciated the sacrifices she made. So I, I proposed to her, but neither of us had the intention of getting married right away okay. or like to be in any hurry. Uh, we are going to get married sometime this year. I just twenty twenty. We just got to plan it. Yeah, twenty twenty. Okay, because. Uh, you get about eight hours left. Shit. Yeah, it's just, uh, I think normally when people get in- engaged, there's like, usually it's the bride, whoever the, you know, we're both brides, but mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. technically, but uh, that bride's usually like very much like, all right, I've been dreaming about this my whole life. Right. Here's the thousand things I want to do. Well, she and I never dreamt of getting married because, you know, we just, Again, that wasn't my fantasy. Yeah, I didn't you, yeah. think that was ever going to happen for me. Yeah, even if you think about the wedding cake, it's just one woman standing up there by herself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we don't have these, all these things we've always wanted to ah. do. So for us, we're just like, and we've lived together now for you know over three years, and it feels like we're married. We will get married, but it's just one of us has to freaking plan something. Right. So I think I just got to find like a wedding planner. Yeah, uh, or get one of those planner books. They have books that say planner on them. Get that. <laughs> there you go. You know, but yeah, you can yeah. get somebody to go do to it. Pinterest. <laughs> yeah, we just kind of want to have a party. I think we'll probably get married at the courthouse or something. Yeah, I we like that. She don't Western like Western kind of. She don't like a lot of people. Like she doesn't like to be the center of attention. Mm. She's very like she does not want to say vows in front of people. She don't want to be walking down an aisle. She just is like so. It's kind of funny. So I'm like, well, we gotta have a party. And why else get married? Yeah, you gotta have. Yeah, you gotta have some. Yeah, a nice celebration. It's yeah. almost like when 
like people don't ever celebrate their birthday or something. You got to celebrate it. Well, you just, I just want, it's a, sp- there she is. Oh, yeah. And, I've met uh, her before. I met her. Yeah. I'm trying to think of where we ran into each other. I feel like at a strange place. I don't remember where it I was. I don't remember. But. But she, she's awesome. She's she's beautiful and so smart and, and lovely. And she comes on the road with me a lot. Uh, but she's she's kind of joined the circus that is being a stand-up comedian's partner, you know? Oh, yeah, I bet, huh? And, uh, it's tough. It's a different world. And L.A.'s, <clears throat> you know, Chicago's an awesome city. Yeah, Chicago's and, fun. And, and L.A., if you're not in the business, you're kind of like, what is this place? Yeah. So it's been an adjustment for her. But I think she's it's finally starting to feel like home. Mm-hmm. So now we're in a good place with L.A. and making friends and... Um, that it feels like a good time to get married. But That's cool. If you want to plan it, bud. <laughs> yeah, we could do a little something. <laughs> oh, my God. Get some shrimp. If you'd like to uh, bike to our wedding and <laughs> masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> and, dude, the whole time I was biking, I would try to look. My main goal while I was biking was to look like I wasn't going to masturbate when I got there. <laughs> You're like, I'm up to nothing. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember thinking the whole time that, oh, fuck, everybody knows that I'm biking across town to jerk off. Where were you going? Like a. Uh, uh, I knew uh, my basketball coach had a bunch of nudie mags he kept in his That's bathroom. Fucking weird. Under the sink. <laughs> your so you would go to your basketball coach's house. Oh yeah. And be like, "Yo, can I borrow some of those magazines?" <laughs> oh, I wouldn't tell him, dude. <laughs> I would just go in there and pretend I had to do a bowel movement for about two hours. Oh my god, that. And then I would be so embarrassed to come out of the door, I would go out <laughs> through the window of his house and leave the fucking bathroom door locked. <laughs> so I would lock myself in, and it was one of those locks, like He's the like, old. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those locks you put the little latch in the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh shit! Yeah. How, so he had to climb back in yeah, his window. Yeah. Oh my god! He, why did he let you keep coming over? I don't know, man. <laughs> I think he thought I had just bad GI tract or something. Man, things were so different back in the days. Because so much like fun. I hung out with teachers too, and like they would come to my house. Like nowadays, they're like, I'll fucking sue you. Yeah, you know, or like it. But back in the day, you were just like, yeah, this is my. <laughs> hanging out with my teacher yeah everything's know. a lawsuit now that's what yeah. that's one thing that's messed up a lot of things in america is just everything you know lawyers got so happy everybody found yeah. us easy ways to make money it's almost like uh yeah everything's a lawsuit you know yeah. so they have to make everything safe they have to make everything i can't do this you know the school bus driver can't say things to mm. the kids it's just like there's no living anymore yeah well everyone's like walking on eggshells you don't know what you're going to say that's going to offend somebody, people, you know. It's uh, ridiculous, though. What, I don't understand how, how why it's so – it doesn't feel real, though. It feels like it's real, like, if you look online. Yeah. Like, if you're on, like, Yahoo.com, mm-hmm. it feels real, the outrage and the bullshit. It, if you just read that. Right. And you're not alive as a human. Mm-hmm. But it feels like in the world, things aren't exactly like that as much. I don't think so. I mean – yeah, I don't know. I've never thought I, nothing's ever happened to me. And I'm like, I'm gonna sue that person. Yeah, like I just think you just work things out. Like you just gotta work it out. Yeah, and uh, you know, you hit somebody's car, call your insurance. You yeah, know, they take. You know, it's not like I'm gonna sue you. I don't know. It's like a. I think we're the only country that really is so litigious in that way. Yeah, I think so too. Because there's know? so much money here too. Yeah, you know, people's all. You know chasing money yeah um okay my story about yeah so i went to when i was i was going to university of arizona's and mm-hmm. they had 
auditions there. You, they used to have auditions at like six or seven schools around the country yeah. for real world and road rules. Well, University of Arizona is a good one to go to. Yeah. This is a, kind of a party school, right? No, that's Arizona State. Oh, okay. If you want to basically cut the top of your car off with a fucking <laughs> welding torch <laughs> and also cut your sleeves off to match your fucking car okay, and buy a little bit of turquoise, bro, yeah. then University of Arizona is the there place for go. you. Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and they, turquoise. oh, it would be, cr- it was definitely, it was, uh, it was just hot. What was it like? It was fun though. Yeah. A you lot of classic all, rock fans. All four years you were there the whole time or? No, I was actually only there for one okay. semester. Gotcha. So I went there for one semester and they had auditions at a bar mm-hmm. called Gentle Bends, I think. It sounds and nice. And it sounds like a fucking place that's definitely going to get a sexual harassment lawsuit. Yeah. You know? Ben was too gentle. Yeah, yeah. Easily. <laughs> so they had, and I went in there and man, I was having, I was depressed, bro. I mean, I'm a half, half of my life I'm depressed, but yeah. so this was a time when I was and I mm-hmm. went in there and they had auditions and yeah, they sat us in a group and, um, and they just started talking to yeah they started talking to people yeah and uh and I w- and I just remember being like I bet half of y'all would be afraid to fuck some twins that's what I said right <laughs> and uh, you were always saying crazy shit though I, was, <laughs> I remember they would always be like what's this? yeah, yeah. <laughs> they was saying some weird shit <laughs> so I, that's all I remember saying bro because shit was getting weird like one guy yeah, yeah like the first guy was like gay but then wasn't gonna be gay and okay. then like came back from the dark side he said and then went back to like everybody had like a crazy story one right. guy was doing fucking renaissance fairs and shit I'm like fuck dude yeah. I'm down to nothing right now you know I gotta come strong <laughs> gotta, I gotta pull some shit out yeah. of my crazy yeah. bag <laughs> so I was like I bet neither one of y'all would, would, would fuck twins you know uh-huh. and they didn't know what to say and so then when I'm They're leaving like, I guess I guess not yeah. <laughs> and then there was a girl in our group she literally stood up she was on the highest heels you could be on yeah. she stood up and then just fell directly down <laughs> and she got fucking asked to go to the next round like, oh she's gonna fall oh, off yeah, camera she's in. yes she's going down right so then what happened was when i'm walking out of there yeah the man like taps you on the shoulder and gives you this packet and it was like a big packet yeah and it was literally like 30 pages of stuff oh, to my fill God. out yeah and he said hey fill this out and mail it in mm-hmm. and you'll hear from us in like within six weeks yeah so for six weeks, I was excited, you know, it was like, who knows, and then um, I never heard from him, oh. and that was it. So then the next year, <clears throat> I'm at Louisiana State, Okay. and they had auditions there, and every year they had like six campus where they would have audition. Mm-hmm. So it just happened to be the next year that they had it at this campus. Okay. So I'm like, okay. Uh, so I went again, mm-hmm. and then... And I kind of knew, okay, the first round you say something wild, you know. Yeah, I'm and gonna then, try my twins line again. Yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then watch really somebody work. fall over. So, <laughs> so I don't remember what I did the second time, but I did something. I bet none of y'all would fuck triplets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's good. He's good. <laughs> and I remember actually. I remember. So then they had you. They had you fit. You know, you fill out the packet, mm-hmm. and this time I, I didn't try to be wild on the packet. I yeah. just tried to be like, just talk about my life. Mm-hmm. And so then they called one time, and then they made you set up a camera, and they would call you and interview you, and you had to mail them a tape. 
Okay. And then they did that three more times, and Jeez, it was with really? therapists uh-huh. and different types of people that work at their company. Okay. Then Dude, they you had to talk to a therapist. <clears throat> yeah. There? Oh, interesting. You had to talk to a therapist. Yeah. I still know her. This lady, Laura Kakorian, that's her name. Uh-huh. Real sweet lady, but yeah. And then they had you drive to a regional, like they had like twenty or thirty people drive to a regional place. Mm-hmm. And so I drove and I went in the hotel. Yeah. And it's um, and in the hall in the hotel, it smelled kind of. It was like kind of a. It was in an urban area, uh-huh. and it smelled like a lot of like urban kind of hair care products and stuff. You know, okay. kind of like because I grew up, you know, with riding on the school bus with a lot of black kids, a lot of black kids at school, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, it smells kind of like black people in here. Uh-huh. You know, and I remember saying that right when I sat down, and I could just see their eyes, just like they were like, we got a racist <laughs> on our hands, we got a ringer, right? <laughs> And I didn't mean it like, oh man, yeah, it you, fucking smells like black people. Yeah, in here. you weren't trying. I didn't to, say that. I uh-huh. was like, oh, it smells like I can't remember exactly what I said. That's the th- that it was smells the, like a black woman in here. I think maybe that's you it always was something said specific. shit that made people <laughs> go like. Yeah, it was something kind of specific, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it did. That's what it's uh-huh. you know. And I was right. No joke. Two seconds later, a black woman comes in and asks everybody a question <laughs> in the room, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, is that maybe it's that lady? But um. Yeah, and then, so then I remember after that, they, yeah, they would ask me more questions about race or, mm-hmm. and. Because they wanted people that sort of like push buttons and stuff, right? Yeah, like, they wanted people that would yeah. say stuff that was outrageous, I think. Right. Or, or just, I don't know if I was just too naive to even know. Or and no it, filter, maybe. Yeah, just no filter. Yeah. But also, I think people knew I wasn't, you know, I've never come from a place of like, I'm, I have any anger or yeah i've maybe had more curiosity than anything right you just but, seem kind of misunderstood by the rest of the cast at least what was oh yeah what aired i think i was and then cast members at a certain point they start to become cast members right so they're like oh okay i'm this person Playing i'm the activist part. Yeah, yeah i'm the one who's gonna you know like if anybody says anything inside a line i'm gonna be that you know yeah some lady's like oh i'm gonna come out of the closet you know even uh-huh. though i don't even know if i'm gay you know right. some guys like oh i'm the guy who's gonna fuck everybody uh-huh. you know some guys like i'm gonna buy steroids you know everybody's got different <laughs> roles right um, but yeah, anyway, so that was that. And then one day they called and said, Hey, do you want to go on road rules? Do you want to go on this trip? Yeah. And it was crazy. Cause at the time, so many people watched the show. Right. right. MTV it was, was only, yeah. MTV it was, was huge. Huge back then. Yeah. And I remember thinking, man, this is going to be just a life change. Yeah. You know, I remember going to a basketball game that day and walking into the, the stadium, the basketball place, mm-hmm. and thinking, man, next year, if I do that show, next year, half these kids would know who I was yeah. when I came in here. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that was kind of, a, that was a, just a wild feeling, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then when I, then I went into the show and went back to LSU, and it was a nightmare. Oh, really? People were so mean. People oh. would throw shit at me all the time. Holy shit. Make fun of me, call me all kind of names. Yeah. I remember one time I was at a bar, I was waiting to go into a bar, and some kid threw a bottle, and it whizzed right by my head and shattered on the uh, on this bar right next to me. Oh, my God. And that's when I was like, man, I got to get out of uh, here. Yeah. It's just not safe for me to be around here. Right. One night, some people, I forgot about this, I was at a bar about Tulane University, and mm-hmm. some kids started fucking with me and then started chasing me, and I ran up to a house, I banged on the door, this late, it was a girl, it was a group of girls lived there. Yeah. Some of them were asleep. This one girl was awake 
and she let me in. And then these people ran around their house and were throwing what? things through their windows. Oh my god! Just drunk kids, like three thirty yeah. in the morning. Uh, they broke like three windows in these people's house, and I was just like, "Jesus, dude!" I'm man. It was just just a couple of weird, you know, shit that was real scary. Yeah, you know. So I was like, I probably need to get out of here. Was it that they thought you had like like they wanted to take you down a couple of pegs? Yeah, or something? I think so. And I don't know if I had ego about it. I uh-huh. can't remember. I don't really think I did. I mean, I was just sleeping. Just the fact that you were on TV. And yeah, this guy thinks he's cool. Yeah. This guy's different. I don't think it was a matter <clears throat> of how you were acting. Just like, oh, he's on TV. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah, it was just a lot of like really shit that made me uncomfortable. You yeah. Know? I was like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. That's you, crazy. I didn't. I would have never guessed that that would have been the. I wouldn't have either. Yeah. And that shit was scary. You're dude. like, what happened to the basketball game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> what happened to the cool? Yeah. <laughs> They're all throwing bottles at you. <clears throat> shit. Yeah, there was just some scary moments. Now, that wasn't everybody. Right, right. But that was just a couple things where it was like, oh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to die down here because yeah. somebody wants to be a prick, you know? Right. Uh, and that's when you moved to LA? I think that's that? when I moved to LA. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's kind of a fucking downer story. <laughs> No, I would say, um, I, I mean, it, that sucked, but it is, it's interesting that yeah. that was the journey of it. It kind of illuminates, we were talking like Amanda Bynes, she was child star and stuff went off the rail. It's just never as good as right. you perceive it's going to be in your yeah, mind. Yeah, you were young. Oh yeah, I was young. I was 19. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's young. One cool thing was one time they had flew me to, back to Los Angeles for something mm-hmm. and they sent a limousine to pick me up, Yeah, which was so <laughs> bizarre, dude. I'm sleeping on my friend's floor. Uh-huh. We're sharing a floor. <laughs> and he would always bring up these crazy fucking drunk chicks. <laughs> And, uh, and I would have to hide and fucking kind of sleep by the closet, you know, oh, under, no, really? under a bunch of sheets so yeah. it looked like nobody was in there. Oh, my God. And uh, anyway, so I had to, I had the limousine stop at the bus stop because mm-hmm. I used to wait at this one bus stop and pick up everybody and got in and dropped them all at school. <laughs> and that was a fucking pretty cool day. That is cool. Just pulled up and was like, hey, you guys, get in. We're going directly to campus. It's like 730 in the morning. People are freezing. Oh my god, that that's fun. that's like that comedy club up in where's it San uh, Sunnyvale or something. They always would send a a rooster. <laughs> yeah, then they send a limo, <laughs> <laughs> like a stretch limo for just you, and you're like, it's white. <laughs> you're like, is this the fucking eighties? What's happening? <laughs> Yeah, you're like, is somebody dead? <laughs> you got like your one book bag and like a a satchel of merch. You're like, uh, okay. <laughs> you're almost embarrassed. Or oh, you're like, you're almost embarrassed to get in. Yeah. <laughs> the only place this would be okay is Vegas. Yeah. We're in Sunnyvale. Yeah, yeah, we're in fucking Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Twitter over here is looking down on me. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh yeah, they God. have some. What's one of the weirdest clubs you played over the years? You feel like was Gosh. there something weird when you were oh, starting? Oh, you out? know, there the one that tripped me out was uh, Emporia, the jukebox or something. Oh, I love Peoria, one? but I never played the club. The the comedy club is right beside a strip joint. Mm-hmm. There's a strip club on one side of it, and then right across the street is a, a race car track. But like, uh, where dudes just like like the race car tracks like mud. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, like but, demolition derby. Yeah, kind of. But they're racing where so it's it's crazy loud, 
or do you know it's kind of more of a passion thing than it is right like more of a, a passion project <laughs> yeah <laughs> like anybody can these be racist. dudes are like anybody can race making these cars yeah. in their backyard like uh, racist people will show up and be like i'm ready and like nah, nah nah man it's not that it's cars like oh, yeah right. so oh, that right. was a that was a trip like everybody was so nice but like so dudes would wander over from like the strip club drunk be like where am I? <laughs> and I'm like, so being a lesbian, <laughs> what? <laughs> and I would fuck with these dudes. It was so fun. Uh, but you like, if, Where am I? if the door would open, it'd be like, <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> so you couldn't like not talk. You had to talk the whole time. Oh yeah. So that it would drown out the, the wow. engines. Yeah, that was probably one of the most memorable ones. The jukebox. The juke, something like that. Comedy jukebox or something. I need to go there. That'd be dope. Yeah. I performed once uh, back when I did Last Comic Standing. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot you did that. Yeah, you did it too, right? Yeah. Like, I made it to like the final 40 or something. Yeah, I was like, same. It was like that kind of thing. Uh, they, uh, I started touring pretty much right after that, but, you know, nobody... Only people who knew I, who I was. Right, a couple people. Yeah, watched the show, but um, they like hired me for a charity event in Virginia Beach. They're like, oh, it's going to be like sit-down dinner. It's like, going to be really nice. It was supposed to be like sort of through a gay organization. And uh, I guess like a week before, the guy in charge quit. And some other guy was just like handed the project. And he was just like, ugh. <laughs> so it was like, ended up being at like a biker bar. Like a uh, Harley, you know, <laughs> oh and God. the dinner was like a Chinese buffet with like eight <laughs> options, and uh, oh my God. there was no gay people in sight. And I had my mom meet me up there from North Carolina because <laughs> you know I was new to touring and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, fuck, man, the stage was like a crate, like a fucking you know Coca Cola crate. And the light was uh, the light was a clamp, one of those clamp workspace yeah, yeah, work yeah, lights. Yes. <laughs> and the mic was like sounded like a karaoke, like a kid's karaoke machine. <laughs> where it's like, oh, I want to hear some comedy. And they hired an opener uh, who used to who came up with a comedy store. Steve Moore. He was uh, he was an old comic, mm-hmm. and he was supposed to do twenty, and I was supposed to do forty. And uh, he lasted two minutes. He because it was bike. It was like biker dudes that were yeah. just like, "What the fuck yeah. is this?" And uh, and, and there was maybe only like twenty people there. He lasted two <laughs> two minutes. He got hit. They still paid him. He got his check and he left. Oh, damn. And my he mom, didn't even stay to no, support. We, I was like, dude, <laughs> you can at least be make it twenty one yeah. in here. Come on. <laughs> And I got 20 bikers looking at me like I'm insane. And my mom's just looking at me like, what profession have you chosen? And I, I, I don't, by the grace of God, I just like somehow figured out what to talk about for 40 minutes. And got it done. Got it done. Oh. But, you know, that's early on when you're just like, I don't really have 40 minutes. So I think I was like asking, what's, hey, sir, like, yeah. where are you from? You know, that shit, yeah. like crowd work and. Uh, I mean, I've never been scared in my life to be on a crate yeah. performing. Oh, crate is so hard. You take Oof. every step as a fucking no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every, yeah, every time you move, it's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude. On my karaoke machine. 
Like so, a virgin. Got, People are like, what is going on? You got to earn your stripes, though, you know? It's, uh, Dude, I remember we, me and a friend of mine went to a school, University of Arkansas, Little Rock. Or, yeah. or some, or it may have even been a smaller one. Right. And like we had to be Hendrick's on a crate. It was outside. Yes, it was outside. We had to be on a crate. Yeah. People brought sofas and everything. They were kind of fired up. <laughs> They're yeah. All bringing their own sofas. <laughs> and we didn't know what to do. We had no plan. It was yeah. me and another community. We each had about eight minutes, right? Yeah. We had to fill an hour. <laughs> we stopped before at like a store that had a bunch, like a dollar store, got a bunch of fucking weird prizes and yeah. shit. Yeah. And we had two girls take pregnancy tests. No. Yep. At the school, they had to go in and take them and bring them back to the crate. Back, We're standing on a fucking crate outside. And uh, the audio was good, though. Oh, and, okay. That's good. And, uh, <laughs> and they had to check. Yeah. And, and both of them came back negative, man. And they oh, both won something. That's nice. <laughs> if it came back positive, you get a baby. Yeah, yeah. One girl was sweating too. Oh my One guy God. started pacing in the distance. We're like, Jesus. Holy shit. You're like, your prize is condoms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a crazy uh, show. At, it was also in Arkansas at a college. And uh, it was one of my first college gigs. And uh, at the time, I had this character. Because I came from, I did Groundlings first. And then oh, uh, wow. transitioned into stand-up. So I had, like, I had tested for SNL twice. I had this whole past comedy thing of of characters and improv and all, all that stuff. And uh, I had a character that was a Hooters waitress named Darlene <laughs> Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah. And so I filmed myself like in an alley pretending to be a Hooters waitress. And it, uh, it, it didn't go vi- viral, viral, but it like a lot of people watched it. And uh, so I was sort of known at that time as like Darlene Witherspoon. And uh, so I got hired to do this college and they mentioned that they were fans of Darlene Witherspoon. So I just assumed, well, then that's probably why they're hiring me. All the students must be fans of <laughs> Darlene Witherspoon. So I, again, didn't have a ton of material. You got to build it up, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. And uh, so I, th- at those colleges, you have to do an hour. And so I did uh, like 40 minutes. I found my way through that. And then my big idea was that I was going to take my clothes off mm-hmm. and under my clothes would be my Hooters outfit where I'd be in this tight Hooters shirt and these tiny orange shorts. Mm-hmm. So I I take it off thinking like, here comes the big finale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my t- this tiny outfit. I'm going through the rows of kids. They all are horrified. None of them have ever heard of this fucking character. It was the people that hired me who were fans, the like, you know, uh, advisors. Yeah, yeah. These students were just like, you know, they're 18. Like, why is this fat girl <laughs> in a Hooters outfit? And she's, why is she? Like, everybody was like, Oh, oh. <laughs> my clothes are up on stage in a pile. <laughs> I was like, well, I misread that oh, situation. <laughs> and you must have known immediately, too, that it oh. wasn't going well. No, and I, there it is. See, if oh, damn. Fat, uh, my fat ass was in this uh, Hooters outfit. Fine. And I just, uh, these kids were just, you know, when you're 18, 
they're like uncomfortable for they're like yes they're not uh, in on the joke with college you. kids are so fucked up <laughs> yeah. college kids that are going to those events are yeah. fucking fucktards they dude. just think they, they are they feel sorry for you they're like yeah oh man like what it you know yeah. what happened to this poor woman they're like i'm part of the native american <laughs> initiative here at fucking fayetteville arkansas like what are you so, talking about it was and i still had like a good 15 minutes left you oh. have to commit to that shit <laughs> where you're just like i'm gonna prance around oh. In my Hooters outfit, just acting like this is normal. Dude, my my worst show was, I mean, there's so many of them, but one of them for sure, (laughs) University of either North Florida or Central Florida. Uh It was their Battle of the Bands. Oh, man. And so they hired, I got to be the host, the MC. Okay. So I go out in the beginning, I'm thinking I'll do a couple minutes, warm them up, Mm -hmm. and then... uh, and you know it'll get the crowd going start to bring up a band well i go out there <clears throat> they don't give a fuck about me dude they don't have some dude honestly threw the american flag at me i remember it was a big one it was on a thing and it just came and hit the oh stage my God. and i couldn't tell if that was like a good thing or a bad thing are you being patriotic <laughs> yeah, or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So they literally boo me off stage. Oh, my God. And it was about 800 kids in a small venue, and they were all excited because I think it was a Greek thing, and it was their battle of the band, so each one had a band that was going to play. Yeah. So I go backstage, and I burned through all my material. Yeah. They couldn't even hear it. They were so pissed. I go backstage. uh, I bring out a band, and they're like, okay, you just need to do, you know, about four or five minutes between each band now. And I was like, Jesus, which feels like an hour when you're (laughs) – Fucking eating Dude, dicks. So. Oh, I felt my spine literally crawl out of my ass. Oh, yeah. and hide in my sock, dude. I was fucking. So I just came out again, bro, the second time, and like, boo! And literally, I kept coming out to the point where about the fourth time, it it became funny that I was coming back out again. Yeah. Uh, but man, I oh. remember crying internally, like tears forming, but 100%. not coming out of my face and only going backwards into my throat 100% and it was just painful man oh my god this shit was dark we got a question right here came in all right fortune two questions do you wear a bra and would you or have you ever shot a porno oh my god I got I could sort of I didn't have the thing did she say do I wear a bra she said yeah what did she say yeah do you wear a bra and have you ever or would you shoot a porno <laughs> well that is <laughs> Wide quite a question. <laughs> That's some diverse uh, questioning. <laughs> do I wear a bra? <laughs> My titties are down here. Uh, I do wear like a, it's like a kind of like a shout out North Carolina right here. Oh, nice way. to say, hoot nanny. Hoot nanny. Nice. Uh, I do wear a bra. Uh, it just I don't wear the ones with the wires and the the things so my. My boobs should be like here if I did do that. <laughs> so now they're like a little bit. They're like midsection. They're kind of like man boobs, uh, a little bit. Don't <laughs> <laughs> moobs. I wish situation. I had a little more. Um, but uh, they say women oftentimes they're not wearing the appropriate size bra. Really? So I got to go to one of those bra specialists and get like a better one probably. Uh, and would I shoot a porno? Uh, that's a, a big no. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that comes as a shock to people <laughs> <laughs> watching or listening. Uh, nah, this is not a, a porn body. This is a turn the lights off, uh, you know, 
no <laughs> no candles even no oh, wow no, really? no oh. lamps <laughs> we're talking about darkness <laughs> uh, i'm more one lamp in the distance oh speaking of no lamps here's a guy who definitely just woke up says dick fuel <laughs> hey what's up theo what's up fortune uh my question for both of you is when netflix calls is it a call do you have to go in for a meeting? How, how does that go down when they go, hey, you're getting a special. How does that work? Also, um, if you could turn into a motorcycle, would you? Thanks. Gang, gang. Gang, brother. And he said, his shirt say Dick Fuel and the Motorcycle Men, I think. And the Dick, Dick Fuel and the Motorcycler? Motor, motor, I don't know. Cycles, maybe. He likes motorcycles. Um, yeah. How does it work? Because you have a new special coming. I do on Netflix. Yeah, January twenty first. It's called Sweet and Salty. Uh, it's my first hour. It special. is. Yeah. Wow. I've done two half hours. I did one for Comedy Central and then one for Netflix. Uh, so I'm excited. That's so uh, exciting. Super pumped for that. And uh, yeah, I for me, well, I did the half hour first. Mm-hmm. Uh. As part of the stand-ups, it was like Nate Bergazzi yeah. and Nikki Glaser, uh, and f- that happened. They call your agents. I don't know if, what how it went with you, but for that, they call my agents, and then just sort of offer it. And so <clears throat> that helped me sort of get in the door with Netflix. And then uh, they, th- I think we went to them like a year and a half later to do an hour, and they were like, no. Because it's gotten very competitive, you know. Yeah, it's very competitive. They're saying no to a lot more people nowadays because there's so. Well, much. they make so many specials. They make so many specials. They said no. They just didn't feel like the it was time. That you know, it's all about timing and stuff. So yeah, I mean, it's just it's and it's their opinion. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> and and so I just sort of and and I got the same sort of answer from other people, which I was kind of surprised by. I was like, I think I'm ready. But I just was like, all right, it sort of forced me to kind of put my head down and just hit the road even harder. So I spent a year and a half just, I mean, I've been touring since 2010, pretty much since last comic. So I hadn't stopped that process, but I just like cranked it up even more where I was just like gone like every weekend, just like beating this set as hard as I could, trying to make it better, trying to get it to a place where it they couldn't deny it or who be it Netflix or whoever. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, but, but you don't really think about that as the end goal. You're just like, this is what I'm doing. I'm a comic. I'm getting shit done. Yeah. Yeah. You hope for that. This this is an outside thought of like what's going to happen. Yeah. Bigger picture. You can't control, you can't control if someone's going to buy it or not. And, uh, and so I, uh, got it to a really great place. And, uh, and then they, I, it sort of came at the same time. I'm doing a morning radio show for them now on Sirius XM. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just, uh, it's me and Tom Papa. It's called, oh, nice. uh, called What a Joke. And uh, so it sort of came like, you're going to do this radio show with them. And also we want your special. Oh, wow. So it was, I think, a phone call. And then you meet with them later. Uh, but, you know, I just, I I don't know. For me, it was like, I, I, 
I've gotten plenty of no's in my career, but I'm very motivated by those no's. It makes me like, you know, I got, I was on a, on a pilot that, that Tina Fey produced. I was so excited about and it didn't go. And mm. it just like something was like, all right, you got to know, but you have Tina Fey's ear for like five more minutes. What are you going to do with that? So I pitched her a show in a, uh, selling my own show and we've shot that pilot it didn't go but that led to me being on the mindy project <clears throat> so i just try to use those nose as a big motivator yeah uh and now i shot my special like i said i shot it in charlotte sweet north carolina what is it called sweet and salty sweet and salty I like yeah it. and i uh, love sweet and salty right yeah. you know and uh you I shot it in North Carolina? Shot it in North Carolina. Wow. And your folks came out? Yeah, everybody came. Wow. So that meant a lot to me because I've been in LA 17 years and they don't really get to see my world and yeah. what I do much. And so to get to share that with them was a special for me. And it's a very autobiographical set uh, where I go through like birth, elementary school. I take everybody on a, this sort of timeline journey mm. and then I bring it back sort of full circle and i talk a lot about being from the south you know and because i think the south gets a bad rap in a lot of ways yeah, south I gets mean, a bad rap. there's assholes everywhere <clears throat> but it, the, or ignorant some... people but i fucking love I, so, southern people have been so good to me and i am proud to be from the south and i wanted to have it filmed in the south because i think people associate the south with certain people I'm like, well, I'm I'm from the South. Yeah, you know, I feel like I'm a good person. Yeah, the South has so many good people. <laughs> yeah, I wonder sometimes why they why it's almost like the people that make a lot of the news stories have never even never foot they're not there. from there. Yeah, they have no idea. Most of the people I know are good people. Yeah, have manners. They're kind. They loving. Do stuff for their neighbors. Would help anybody. Would yeah. help a neighbor, no matter the color of their skin. Doesn't. 100%. It's just, man, it just makes so, me so mad sometimes. Yeah, so I just wanted to, like, I'm not ashamed of that part of myself and my past at all. I'm yeah. like, I'm Southern, but I'm also gay, and I'm also a daughter. I'm also a sister. Yeah. So I tell a lot of stories that I think a lot of men in particular kind of assumed they wouldn't be able to relate to my story mm -hmm. and a lot of dudes come to my shows like with their girlfriend or their wives and you can kind of see them being like all right what do you got and then by the end they're the ones they're like oh my god like that was i had such a good time yeah and that means so much to me because i'm like i'm trying to just make people feel good i'm telling stories that everybody can relate to yeah so i'm really proud of this special and i just want people to watch it because i don't know just i feel like i'm i'm presenting a a different look outlook on that world yeah um, when they and they also have an uh, i was talking about this yesterday i think um we had to tommy tommy Tom. we had tommy Laren yesterday the newscast she's like a fox oh, yeah. you know she's uh -huh. and she's very conservative you know right, right but um i was talking about they haven't had anyone from the south in comedy uh -huh. since the um blue, blue collar Co comedy tour right really yeah, there was a big gap. And Reba, I mean, they had they had right. that Reba show, which was great. Yeah, Reba show's great. Yeah, you ever watch that? Yeah, I love the fuck. It's Melissa good. Peterman was yeah, on that. Yeah, she's so Steve good. Howie. Dude, yeah. that show's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a big gap. Huge gap. It. And so it's it's like you telling me in, in a place where there's so much history, so much good storytelling, yeah. so much creativity. Right, and that's the thing. Like Southerners are such storytellers. <sighs> 
and that's a lot of my stand-up is i'm just telling stories yeah. i'm not i'm not doing the like set up punchline set up punchline that's never gonna be my style i'm like here's a funny story and I, it's gonna make you laugh <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know on the way yeah. to telling you what happened and uh i think that's a big southern thing i think like you know we tell stories because we grew up with like People that you would think like that that's not a real person. Yeah. You're like, no, nah, I grew up with that. Yeah, that's <laughs> dude. a real person, dude. And this is a real story. Oh, yeah. That's what our whole podcast is based yeah. on mostly. And that was like my entire childhood. And I'm I grew up watching everybody tell these yeah. crazy stories and they're like full of life and full and I I mean, of course, you know, that influenced me, influenced you and uh a lot of southern comics, you know, but yeah. I just uh I feel I felt like being gay you're sort of just like thought okay well you're a gay comic and right i go no i'm i'm still southern yeah that's still a huge part of my upbringing i still have my accent like it's i go i own a house in north carolina yeah it's a big part of me oh that's yeah. amazing no i love hearing you say that yeah and uh, southern women too like what mm -hmm. you're telling me there's not I, I can't imagine how many great personalities have been missed out on yeah, that are Southern women, you know, that mm. are just, and I think a lot of Southern women also don't think of getting into comedy, right? Probably because I think in some of the in some of those spaces, there's still like more of a, you know, men kind of do comedy, right? A right. lot of times, yeah. I um, mean, like when I started at the store, like Sarah Sarah Tiana was there, so that was nice to see. Like, a, she's from Georgia. Oh yeah, she's great. Seeing like another stand up, but you know, there's like a handful of us. Nate Bergazzi's done so well. Yeah. And uh, Ch there's a girl on Instagram too, Chelsea Lynn. Do you follow her? Uh huh. She's yeah. a trip. Yeah. She's so funny. <laughs> she does trailer trash Tammy. Yeah, she's so. Yeah, they I met her at Luke Bryan's house. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Dude, their video of her and Luke Bryan's mom. I was there oh, that day. You were? I was there that day. Oh, my God. Yeah, they had a big charity event at their house. Can we watch <laughs> it? I don't know if we can watch it on here right now. Oh, my God. It was so fun. His mom's a... Luke Bryan's mom's She's a She's out there trip. smoking like, a cigarette. Store cigarette yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was driving around with a golf cart fucking smoking. Like. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Luke Bryan and his wife, Caroline, asked me uh, to help prank Luke's mom. This is Chelsea like telling his mom that this girl's been stalking him. Yeah. yeah. He's just telling his mom his mom's having a cigarette they're standing by a golf course. <laughs> this is shot on a phone it looks oh like too. It is. And here comes that's Chelsea. A, that's his backyard. It is? Look! Look at her! Days of <laughs> oh my gosh, she falls down. Like, she fell down. <laughs> they, 
Funny. <laughs> they prank each other all the time at Christmas. He could have killed his mother with this, man. That is intense. <laughs> so Luke's wife, Caroline, is a big pranker. So oh, she, really? She, so every year she does 12 days of Pranksmas or what? Yeah. And so this was like, they set, she's, uh, they, this was months before Christmas she set this up because they had a big charity event at their house. Wow. And, uh, was it a golf tournament? It was, uh, it was like a bunch of stuff. It was like a gun range. It was putting. Oh, it was uh, a fishing. It was like a day outside. And they played like music and stuff and raised money for the Brett Boyer Foundation, uh, which helps kids with like heart defects. Oh, and wow. Down syndrome, stuff like that. Oh, that's uh, beautiful. Yeah. Dang, that sounds like fun. Oh, it was awesome because that you talk about getting back to my roots. Like, I don't get to do stuff like that very often. You know, living in LA, I'm on tour all the time. Yeah. Like, just to go to somebody's farm and like fish yeah. and like, sh you know, you're just shooting targets and stuff. And uh, they had skeet shooting. Oh, really? Yeah, it was awesome. And then they had like the, all the, like Jason Aldean, all these guys were playing. Dang music with him that night and uh wow. and kid rock came out he did yeah <laughs> was it in nashville it was yeah in nashville nice. at their uh they have like a house and it's like a farm it's in own. leaper's fork out there no i don't i honestly don't know they like shuttle you somewhere because you know they don't people know where they live oh yeah uh blindfold so, <laughs> you put you in yeah. a trash bag <laughs> well, that's awesome what's so man. funny is like my my fiance is like you know lived in chicago 12 years and is from michigan and uh, they go, do you guys want to shoot a rifle? And we're like, yeah, we'll try it. And uh, so they had like five targets. And I I try, shoot, I hit like the target maybe once. She gets the rifle and she's like, pew, 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 pew. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> she nailed all five targets without even like flinching. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> Kindergarten cop, huh? Kindergarten cop. <laughs> 100%. Damn, that's nice surprising. <laughs> like, okay. Now I, I can pay her as security at that's least. That's right. Yeah, she'll protect me. I'm a, I'm the puss. Yeah. Our alarm went off one time and she, and I was like, we got to wait for the cops. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, I'm going in. And I, and I stood in the doorway. I was like, I have the my hand on the panic button <laughs> of the alarm system. Should anything happen to you? <laughs> I'm of no use. Don't let this big body fool you. Oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I'm like, that's when I become very straight. <laughs> <laughs> Help me! Help, yeah. Theo! I need a man. <laughs> oh, oh. she be like, "You're supposed to be the butch one." <laughs> I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> Get your man boobs over here. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. Oh. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited for your special. Yeah, that's how it worked. Yeah, d yeah. Well, he did. Look, did you call? Did they call you? How did yeah, I had one. You? Yeah, let me see. 2015, I think, and they came out and saw me, mm -hmm. and then they said, "Yep, we'll do a special." They gave us like a certain budget. Yeah, and that was it. Mm -hmm. um, you shot yours in New Orleans. Shot mine in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah and I wish I, I. I really wish I hadn't. Just oh, because. Really? Yeah, I, I am glad my mom got to be there. Uh -huh. I think my mom got to be there. My family, a lot of family and friends got to come. Mm -hmm. So that was the best part was just them getting to be part of the experience. Yeah. Um, the tough part was just people there had not, there hadn't been a lot of comedy there. Same, same with me. 
So, so a lot of people didn't know they, what to do. They didn't know when you were joking sometimes. They didn't know. Yeah. One person was yelling defense for half the thing. They thought it was like a sporting thing. <laughs> oh, my God, Some lady's really? yelling defense. They had to throw her out. Oh, my I'm God. Like, this lady's out of her fucking mind, dude. Yeah, I had a similar thing where uh, the show started like an hour late. Because, you know, you're filming. They're setting up the stage and everything. So people were like pissed about that. And you're just kind of like, well, at tapings... It's yeah. different than a regular show. At tapings, they do kind of start late because they're trying to get all the stuff. They hit cameras and lights. and So everybody got hammered in the like, uh, oh, yeah, hallway. That That's risky. <laughs> oh, an hour of just people pounding it. So people, But people were so excited for me, and I appreciate that. I, I love that. They were like, you know, they were yelling at me my whole set. Oh, wow. Some, <laughs> some gay guys were even yelling, lesbian! <laughs> Like, as a term of endearment, but I'm like, dude, I don't want lesbian being yelled out during my entire Netflix taping. Yeah. They're going to, like, some editor's going to have to be like, oh, you know, going through this whole thing. Yeah, it's so, funny. People don't realize, like, you don't just cheer the whole time. Yeah. Like, just listen to the show. Right. Some people are like, we're going to cheer. We're going to yeah. fucking let them know. It's like, they're going to know. Yeah, I had one, I had one woman who when i would say the punchline or whatever uh-huh. she got that's right <laughs> and i'd be like no <laughs> or like yep that happened to me <laughs> this was my first show i had to be like ma'am i love you but can like you not do that yeah. and she kept doing it like yep that mm-hmm. <laughs> and finally I went, shut the fuck up <laughs> it was bonkers and then the second show started late too they had been drinking oh. all night so it was rowdy it was rowdy yeah yeah so i i'm glad i the same i'm glad i did it there because i got to share that with friends and family but yeah you know it's risky it is yeah because people think it's just a party we're coming out to party exactly which a live show is yeah any live show you're just like yeah i want you to have the most fun ever let's fucking have the best hour and a half Ever yell what you want, we'll do it. Yeah, but at a taping, you're like, I gotta. Yeah. <laughs> you just gotta get this done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. tough to be up there and be a comedian, and also trying to feel like you have to kind of like uh, produce, you know, like you know, yeah, be a you know a controller as well. That there. part was the most interesting because you, it's harder to like stay in the moment, you know, because like, a live show it's just like so natural, and you're just like, I'm connecting with you, yeah. you're connecting with me, but like when you're taping. The producer part of you is like, oh, I messed that line up. You kind of like, or you're like thinking about where you're standing. There's a, it's a, something a little more unnatural about it. But then by the second show uh, that night, it was like, okay, let's just let's just do this. Yeah, uh, yeah, it gets to, it gets to be. Uh, yeah, let's just do this. Yeah, the yeah. second time, yeah, you're like, yeah, you you just start to realize, okay, there's things I can control, things I can't. Uh-huh. Let me just yeah. do my best. Well, you know, like I said, I just want people to watch it. January 21st. January 21st on Netflix. Sweet and salty. I That's love right. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so exciting. Where are you going to watch it? Uh, I'll be in New York doing press. Uh, so I, I guess somewhere in New York. And then I leave like two days later to film a movie. Oh, so, really? Yeah, I'm going to Puerto Rico. Oh, wow. I've never filmed there before, but it should be fun. To San Juan, do you know? Uh, San Juan, yeah. I, it's a cra- I'm flying to San Juan to shoot for two days on that movie, uh, then flying to Pittsburgh to shoot a day on another movie, flying out on the red eye that night to go back to San Juan, and as soon as I land, I go back to filming. Damn. <laughs> it's crazy. 
Uh, but it's good. I mean, I'm always been trying to balance the stand up acting life. I'm just happy that anybody wants to hire me. So yeah, if that's what it takes, I'll do it. Yeah, you've always done what it takes. It sounds like. Um, yeah. Oh, I mean, I come from, you know, I come from very uh, nice working folks. My mom was a special ed teacher for thirty years. Oh, wow. My dad was uh, worked at a trucking company, and then the last ten years, he's basically been a janitor at an elementary school. Oh and wow! Char- like in charge, he's a janitor, but also he's in charge of the janitors there. So I'm very like working class. Like we didn't have much growing up, and you just learned from an early age. You got to work. Yeah, nothing's handed to you. And uh, you know, I started working at the recreation department when I was like fifteen. Did and- you really? Mm-hmm. Lining softball fields and picking up trash and uh, at the rec department. What was it called? Right. What? Belmont oh. Recreation Department. BRD they called it. Uh huh. And uh, and I loved it. And you know, but we just I got, when I moved to LA, I had twenty five dollars in my pocket. You Damn. just figure it out, you know. Yeah. You're just like I have a goal. I want to keep a roof over my head. And for me, it was never about trying to be famous or anything. I didn't think someone like me could be on tv i was like i just want to pay my bills and uh and you know there were times where before i got like uh chelsea lately i i like had no i was done with money and nothing and i but i was and it like scared me because i thought well i can't like call my parents they can't bail bail me out of a rent or something but there was something in me that knew, like, even if you have nothing, I'll go work at a Starbucks. Yeah. I'll go oh, work at a UPS. At I don't give a shit. I'll do whatever it takes to pay the bills, and I'll figure it out. Yeah. So, yeah, know. there is something nice when you have a family member, you grow up having, like, just an understanding of how to figure things out. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that's one thing I learned as I get older. I see sometimes... There's people that depend on other people to figure things out for them, mm-hmm. and there's people that are able to figure things out for themselves, yeah. you know. And there's there's really a it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing if you've had to figure things out for yourself, yeah. Because it's such a I mean that's the it's just such a skill, you know. It's such a yeah. skill that some people don't even realize they don't have. They're right. like, oh, I need the government to do this, or I need you know like mm-hmm. it's like yeah to have that skill to be able to survive. You got to be able to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, you know. Yeah. Like I find the people that I know who've been handed things their whole life. They don't know how to function sometimes. And you're like, come on, dude. Like (laughs) tighten up. Yeah. And it's just like, as hard as it was growing up with like, you know, we had, I'm not saying I had it worse than anybody else, but you know, we, but yeah, there were times the the lights were cut out. The, there was, you know, the pot, the water bill hadn't been paid. And you just are like, all right, we, you know, we at a young age would pull our money together and be like, all right, let's pay, yeah, pay the water bill. Yeah. You know, you just figure it out. And so my, my mom is a teacher, like in the summers, she had to go get a job waitressing at like a Sizzler type wow. restaurant. You, oh yeah, I used to like Sizzler. Yeah, it was called Quincy's. Oh, was it really? Yeah. And, oh God, uh, sounds good. It was, uh, there's no ego in it. Yeah. Like it was embarrassing for her. She had to wait on like friends, family, families and stuff, but, the, there's no ego when it comes to taking care of yourself and your family. Yeah. You just got to do what you got to do. So I think it helped prepare me for L.A. for this business because, you know, it's like 
I'm lucky that I'm working, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you have to. This, there's no city that'll make you survive, I don't feel like, like here. Yeah. You and I, I was here, you know, uh, eight years before I made a dime Damn. at this. So I had to do other jobs, you know. You just figure out other ways to make money. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I'm just always, like, hustling as a result. I never stop. Yeah, well, and that's a nice thing. Some of that never stops, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that thing never stops, like, the the desire to achieve or to figure it yeah. out. You well, know? the flip side of it is that you're so consumed with this being secure and making sure you're never in that position again is that you almost work too much. Too much, yeah. Where I spread myself pretty thin. Uh, but I'm doing what I love, so at least... I got that part, you know. Yeah. I don't think my dad loved being a janitor. Yeah. But you got to do what you got to do. So at least I love my job and I get to do really cool things. Yeah. It's true. I love sweeping, though. I fucking love sweeping. <laughs> yeah. I would have been a good janitor, man. My mom used to put me outside and I would sweep, man. I'd sweep everything. I'd sweep stuff that wasn't ours. I'd sweep yeah. the cars. I'd sweep the damn sidewalks. I'd go sweeping halfway down the damn block. Oh, my dude. God. I don't have to come get me. She's like, uh uh-uh, That's Boy, not ours. Come, come back. <laughs> yeah. My dad's big. My dad's big thing was uh, doing floors. He was oh. he was good at uh, with that buffer. Yeah, that buffer. <laughs> he strip floors and wax them. And that yeah. was his big thing. I used to ride on that buffer. Sometimes they had this. <laughs> they had this one man, Jerry. It was a janitor, and he would let me ride on that fucking buffer for a half a minute. Sometimes. I bet he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you want to ride on yeah. this buffer? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. If you mean the machine, yeah, I'm in. If you're talking about that. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> Dude. He's one, like, that, yeah, sure. <laughs> That's what I was referring to. <laughs> one time, these two janitors are walking down the hall. I just told this story yesterday. And uh, one of them said to the other one, he goes, hey, did you set the chairs up in the gym? Uh, Mr. Ford's going to be speaking in there this afternoon. And the guy goes, President Ford? <laughs> And the guy goes, fuck no, Mr. Ford, the, the science teacher. <laughs> What do you President think, President Ford. fucking Ford? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Get those good chairs out. <laughs> it was just so baffling to me. And also beautiful how this man yeah. was just working in this school every day yeah. and thinking, hey, man, the president might show That's up. That's right. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. You gotta dream big. Uh, Fortune Themester, thank you so much. Of course, Theo. For being here. And it's always lovely talking to you. It's such a good time. This is one of my favorite uh, chats that we've had in here. Well, January 21st on Netflix. Sweet and, and salty. Um, yeah, sweet and salty. And we'll, I'll share it on social media. I'm excited for you. Thank you. I yeah. really, really appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, buddy. Now I'm just floating on the breeze And I feel I'm falling like these leaves I must be cornerstone Oh, but when I reach that ground I'll share this piece of mind I found I can feel it in my bones but it's gonna take a little time for me to set that parking brake and let myself all wild shine that light on me. I'll sit and tell you my stories. Shine on me, and I will.
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Charmaine. Oh, hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. <laughs> I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.